0: Welcome to the Business Benchmark Group podcast, where you'll learn how to think strategically about your business and discover that while business is not easy, it doesn't need to be hard. With over 20 years experience in turning stalling businesses into thriving enterprises, here is your host, Stefan Kazakis, the founder and CEO of Business Benchmark Group. Hi, I'm Stephen Kazakis from Business
1: Benchmark Group, and in our upcoming uh, episode in our podcasting series, we're going to be talking about exit strategies. I mean, what does it take to actually work and continuously move forward? The the ups and downs, and the uh, I guess the journey that is an exit strategy, a succession plan. Many of us, when we think about exit strategy or or succession plans, what we think and what actually is needed are two very different things. I mean, it's a it's a very brave and courageous business owner and or leader that actually goes to work on the official exit strategy, the succession plan. There is so much investment and or, I guess, uh, learning in many cases that needs to be uh, done and created to ensure that you are working and ultimately delivering on what is a choice regarding an exit strategy, an exit plan. Typically, there are three ways um, as to how business owners exit their business. One is they, uh, they, they, they sell it and typically not for the million dollars that they they thought it was worth. Two, they pass it down to family, and three, and regretfully, and we're seeing more and more of that because of a lack of planning. Is they are actually actually exiting the business by shutting it down. So there are three ways of exiting a business. Ultimately, the the, the steps involved and the processes involved um, are going to be shared throughout our uh, podcast, more more so from a thought provoking perspective. I guess you know if your if your dream is to have an exit or a success a. Success, Success strategy, a succession plan. Then, how are you moving towards that? What are you moving away from? What are you ultimately doing in that privileged position once you have the freedom of time because you've exited this business? What are you doing next? What are you giving back to? We also touch on the three uh, the three phases of, I guess, uh, you know, that first phase of learning. What is it that you 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 need to learn so that you have the opportunity to earn more? What are you doing in the phase of earning? How are you how are you, I guess, climbing the ladder of making the money work for you? How are you learning the leverage in in, in money and how it's a tool that can be learnt and ultimately used in your favour? And ultimately, the third phase of, uh, you know, the returning phase, the legacy phase. You know, if I was to ask you to write a letter to your great, 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 great grandchild right now, the chances are you won't be around to see that um, or meet that actual person in your life, your great, 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 great grandchild. But what if you were to write a letter to them right now, what would you be writing about to them in terms of your journey in life? So exit strategy, succession plan, it's not for the faint-hearted, it's a, such a great idea, but how many of us have ended up in a, uh, a less than desired place because we just didn't understand what goals, what plans and what actions were required. I hope you enjoy this next podcast, this next episode in terms of the conversation, the thought-provoking conversation regarding exit and succession planning strategies
2: now exit strategies succession planning often business owners wonder why they why they actually might need these things Um, and it's only when you actually need one that you start thinking why didn't i have one in the first place so i just want you to imagine i I just want to like paint a bit of a picture for you Um, who here has got a home Good, good. We've all got homes. Superb. Now, imagine what would happen if you built a home, and you just started out by saying to a builder, "I'd just like to build a home." And the builder went, "Okay, cool. I'll start building you a home." But you gave no further instruction and not much, not much more thought to it than that. And then the builder started, and he started pouring some concrete, and you went, "No, no, 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 no. I don't want concrete like that. I want concrete like..." this." And then the builder scratched his head a bit more and then some walls went up and he went, no, 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 I don't want the walls there, I want them here. (coughs) You getting the picture? Um, You know, If you've ever been involved in a a building project, um, the first time you're probably not as prepared as you really needed to be. And you probably did do a little bit of standing in the house and going, oh, actually now I'm here, can you move that? And the builder always says to you, of course I can, but it's just going to cost you more. Pretty simple. And then once you've done it once, the next time you do it, you get yourself very prepared. And even then, you find yourself not prepared enough. Making sense? Now, what's fascinating, certainly we think anyway, is that when it comes to business, most of us are much more in the former category than the latter category. How many times do you actually get to exit a business in your life? You know, Probably once or twice, if you're lucky. Now, Stephen Covey, who most of you probably heard of, but a a personal development guru, if you will, always talks about starting with the end in mind. Now, it doesn't matter where you are in a business if you're nearer the end or right at the beginning. We would suggest to all of you that you do really spend some time, energy, and effort thinking about where do you really want this to end up? Because an exit strategy is based upon, and succession planning is based upon, where do you want it to be here at the end, and then going back to the beginning, and then saying, right, that's where I want to be, and I'm going to get there by, but you can only get there when you actually know where you want it to be. Now, at the Business Benchmark Group, we spend our lives working with business owners, ultimately to put the structure in place so that then a business can successfully grow, and then reach a point of exit. Now, what we find is is that it's ironic that when you've actually done the necessary work to reach the point of an exit, it actually becomes very debatable as to whether you actually want to exit at all. Because what you've created along the way is you've created predictable profitability. And this is what we do with our clients and our Board of Directors 12 program in Diamond Club in one-on-one. All of our programs are designed to be working with business owners to create clarity, to create vision, to create predictable profitability, and helping them to start with the end in mind and then build towards where it is that they want to go. Okay, So this is, this is basically the, the theme of, of this morning. For us, it's a very, very, very important theme, because we don't want any of our business owners to be in that place where they're just going, oh yeah, 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 another bedroom here please. Well, that's another you know, $200,000. But they've actually sat there and thought, you know, what do I want this to be? Where do I want this to go? And it doesn't matter if you're like a couple hundred thousand, 200,000 turnover, like a small business, or you're 55 and, and you're actually going, you know what, it's working really well, and, and now it's time I actually want to, to get out. Because you want to be thinking about it about five years before you actually want to be there, because you know, broadly speaking, that's the amount of time it will take for you to get where you want to be. Stefan, our CEO, and uh, you know, he's already had the, uh, the privilege of exiting um, and creating um, an exit strategy for his family business, which he did very successfully over 10 years ago, um, and that was a business that I think it's probably fair to say there wasn't much of an exit strategy at the time. It went a little bit awry, should we say and then over a 10-year period it was built up and built up for an exit. So there's a lot of expertise um, within Stefan. We've got Nikki, who is our business manager there, and uh, Jen, who is our M500 coordinator. I'm not quite sure where she is, but she's there, so I just wanted to introduce all of them. And um, without further ado, I shall pass over to Stefan. Thanks, Damien.
1: who's got a birthday in July. Okay, good morning guys, Um, thank you Damien, thank you for the, um, again, just that little bit of a warm up, I guess. Damien's one of our senior strategists at the Business Benchmark Group, and we're excited to have him on board. He's almost approaching his one year anniversary with our organization, and uh, well done on your successes, particularly with your clients, more so than anything else. Exit strategy. Succession planning, it's not for the faint hearted. When you really, 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 really think about it. Everybody wants to go to heaven, yeah? Not many people are prepared to die. (laughs) So I guess the first part of a conversation when it comes to exit strategy and succession planning is the reason what for. Why would you even want to do it? Wouldn't it be just easier being on someone else's team, contributing at the highest level, and, and, and I guess achieving the quality of life that you deserve, your loved ones deserve, and not need to go through the I guess the, the tumble and rumble of growing your own business, <clears throat> fair to say? How often do us as business owners wake up every other day saying, to hell with that, I'm going back to the way it was, on my own when I'm doing it all by myself, this, that and the other. That's otherwise known as a glorified job, or an escape strategy. Right? So it's not a strategy for success. If you're gonna run a business, if you're gonna grow a business, if you're gonna take something to a level where it's no longer dependent on you, there's gonna to have to be some brave decisions. Ultimately, you've got to have the belief that whatever is your business And whatever it stands for, the clients, the target market, the verticals that you're approaching and getting deeper and greater relationships with for which they keep on buying from you on a repeat and ultimately bring their best friends with them on a referral basis is all about building something that is not just dependent on you. There comes a time when your resources get fairly utilised. In other words, they're busy and ultimately productive. They're creating value for every minute of their time as you should being the business owner in business owner time. As you get better at that particular structure, if you've got what is called a succession plan, and it doesn't have to be the one that's 10 years out, but if you've got one for the next two years, the next three years, I guarantee you, the further you see out with clarity, the more power you have to know that the decisions you make today will work for you. Does that make sense? What most business owners do, what most business owners do. So let's just talk about the hairdresser. What type of business would a hairdressing, someone that's really good at hairdressing run? What sort of business would a good hairdresser run? What sort of business would they run? Come on guys, if you know my workshops, you get involved. So what sort of, what sort of business would a hairdressing business run, Julia? Excellent, what sort of business would a plumber run? What sort of business would a great accountant run? Business coaching business. Yeah. Oh no no, accounting So <laughs> I <It's not> just <laughs> an accounting business. So it's fair to say the first business that we actually put our hand up to be brave with, to have a bit of belief and a bit of oomph in our step every day, is the business that we're really good at. But we're really good at the technical stuff. We're not so good at the business stuff. So therefore we keep on going and you know, having a, having a game, having a battle, having a win, having a Moments of oh god I gotta go home and tell my wife about what happened again today and it does, just doesn't work. So ultimately every one of us are great technicians or we've got the great we've got great aspects of the technical aspect in our business, right? What we don't have so well is the stuff that's called the strategic and the critical thinking stuff. Can everyone see this, this piece of paper here? Yep, cool. If you can't I'll um, I'll spread it around in a minute. So we all get started in a business being the best employee in our business, fair to say? So we're gonna talk about succession planning in a moment. But I just want you to understand one thing. If you wanna be a true, I guess, executor of a succession plan, you need to understand this is not where it's gonna happen. It's not gonna happen there. So what you need to get better at is becoming a better manager in your business with the resources that you bring along with you because you are brave enough to hire more people. Expand utilization, expand your resources to help you achieve better outcomes, better profits, better predictable profits. Ultimately, as you get better at this, you become an owner of your business where you don't need to be in the day to day stuff. In other words, you're still there maybe five days a week or maybe seven days a week for some of you, but you're there doing the business owner stuff. You're looking at owning and growing market share. You're looking at expanding what is your opportunity and making the most of it from a strategic point of view, not just an opportunistic point of view. Because opportunistic versus strategic, there is a cost in the middle, and that's called a not so well thought out plan. Does that make sense? Strategic thinking, critical thinking is about something that takes a little bit more time to think through. Ultimately, as you become a successful business owner, as you get really good at being the hairdresser running the hairdressing business, our goal and your goal should be the hairdresser goes and buys a plumbing business, wouldn't that be cool? and the plumber goes and buys a hairdressing business. And it can run, ultimately, as successful as the one that you have your technical now in. So ultimately, where we need you to keep on going is being an investor in your business. See, there's no such thing as the thing called business to deliver free cash flow. It is the greatest free cash flow strategy for wealth creation, bar none. There's three of them. One of them is called business, the other one's called property, and the other one's called paper assets, or let's just call it shares, to keep it simple, right? Franchising shares is all paper assets. But there is nothing more lucrative than a business in developing and delivering free cash flow. You get that one right, your property portfolio and your share portfolio grows from there, from I guess your, uh, your free cash flow. So our goal is to take the employee mindset and turn them into a manager, ultimately an owner of a business. Get them to a point of investor, and only at that point, when you're running three, four, five of them successfully, and you do have an aspect of predictable profits, should you ever put this thing under your, your, um, your description on social media. I'm an entrepreneur. Only at that point. I mean, the amount of people we meet that say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur, that's interesting, show me your balance sheet. What's a balance sheet? Do you know what I mean? It's just, guys, this is, for the, this is for the minority, and it's okay because every one of us has a chance to get there. But the most important thing we need to think about is your ratio of your time right now. How's it being invested? If you truly wanna play and play at a higher level in your business, in other words, work your succession plan on a day-to-day basis, you have gotta start thinking about what is my ratio of time invested and value created in this space right here? And this is a day-to-day battle, regardless of how long you've been in business. So when you think about, that's, that's called the five steps to the entrepreneurial ladder. Right, when you think about that and you think about this thing called the plan. See, most of us will walk away from a room like this today and say, okay, I've gotta go and create a plan. I've gotta go work my exit strategy, I've gotta work my succession plan. Let me go and do something with that. But the facts are these. The plan is the third step in the process. It starts with dreams. What is the ultimate dream of your life, your outcome, your, I guess, next 10-year, next five-year period? What is your ultimate dream? Do you have a dream? Is it big enough? Does it make you get... Inspired? Does it get you waking up every morning and saying, yes, I will get through this little speed bump today known as a problem or a choke point because I am working towards something that's out there? Do you have something that is defined and ultimately you own like a badge of honour on your sleeve and ultimately take it to your custodians, your stakeholders, your mirror, firstly, your team, secondly, your supply chain, and ultimately your customers? Do they actually know what it is that you are building? Because if it's a secret, the chances are it won't work. Does that make sense? If you want to become an owner and an investor in your business, it can't work where you are the only person that understands your dream. So if you have an exit strategy, if you are currently working on a succession plan, you've got to be able to articulate that. In 10 words or less, you've got to tell me what it is. So let me do a random check here this morning. (laughs) No, I won't. (laughs) Goals. Dreams. You've got to have a dream that's bigger, greater. You know, we talk about the M500 event which we run and it's such a strong community and it's growing and growing. But the M500 has three key things to it. You've got to have belief that you will be benchmark. You've got to have belief that you will be benchmark. Benchmark and belief, belief and benchmark, and then you've got to be brave about going about your execution. So goals, goals are things, they're subsets towards something that's greater called your dream. Now is a dream in a position where it can't be changed? Is a dream something that's just locked in concrete and can't be, I guess, influenced or, or I guess, uh, you know, changed at a certain point? No, a dream is always moving. It's five degrees that way or five degrees that way, but ultimately your goals every 90 days, every 12 months, every three years, you can't be flippant about that. That's expensive. And the most expensive thing about flippant goals or flippant outcomes in the short term is this one thing called time. That's one thing you'll never get back. Right? Money you can, money you can lose and make again, but time is something you never will. So you've got to be really clear about what are your goals and thereafter what is the plan. What is the plan? What are the micro steps? What are the steps every week, every day, every month, every quarter to get me closer to that goal, which ultimately becomes a pardon process of me executing the bigger dream. So For many of us, we start with, let's go and create a plan. And we, as Australians, it's a fact, we don't spend nowhere near enough time in planning. In our Board of Directors 12 program, we spend four times a year in planning. Two of them specifically in three hour lots, right? Because the miracle is not in the plan. That is an outcome. The miracle is in the planning. The miracle is about thinking about your what ifs, your plan Bs, your, your, you know, what's, gonna, what, what's, what's gonna appear that you didn't see coming, or what, what are the things that you didn't know. That's the aspect of planning for which many of us as business owners have not done or perfected or are executing at a higher level. And that is the one thing that's gonna get in the way of your dream. The moment you take more time, 20% of your time in business owner time, 20% of your time, if you're running a ratio of 20-80, right? If you're running a ratio of 2080 business owner time versus business employee, business manager time, 20% of your time needs to be in planning. 20% needs to be in an area where you've got curiosity at the highest level. More how questions versus why questions. Does that make sense? If you do not start getting better, I guess, disciplines and follow through with that, then ultimately what happens here, actions, which are your day-to-day execution points, are not gonna be well, uh, I guess, um, well-resulted. So the thing about creating something that's taking me from being an employee manager to employee manager owner, ultimately investor, and and at some point entrepreneur, which is, I guess for many of us, would be the final destination of an exit strategy, where you could sell it and get paid a multiple that's way more than something that's just dependent on you. If you sell something that's just dependent on you, you'll be lucky to get 1.2 return on your multiple right now as an average. Many, of, many things I'm seeing right now, particularly of clients of ours that are going into acquisition mode, they're buying businesses with the keys on the door. Right? Because someone didn't do the good work back then. So as a business owner, I I, I strongly recommend that every one of us is spending way more time in ownership time than it is in technical delivering of the product time. Does that make sense? So the better and more realisable your dreams are, the scarier they may be. The better you understand your goals and they're broken down to a a very clearly articulated plan in all the key areas of your business, then the better you're gonna be for your actions every other day. Pretty cool? And Finally, as far as the brain stretch is concerned, I just want to share this very important thing. There are three levels of goals and there are three phases of goals. Right? The three levels of goals, as we start out and start realizing, holy shit, time's getting ahead of me. Well, I'm sort of running out of time. I better do something about this. That's called the level of, I am moving away. I am moving away from goals, I need to stop this way of living, I've got to stop this being my day to day existence, I've got to stop getting home every night and not seeing my kids before they're tucked away in bed every night, I've got to stop not going to see little Johnny at the AFL lost kick uh, clinic on Saturday morning, I've got to stop, I've got to stop, I am moving away, I've got to stop hiring idiots on my team, I've got to stop this dysfunctional aspect of my business, I've got to stop attracting clients that are never ever going to be with me for the next five years, does that make sense? They are called the first level of goals but it takes a very brave human being to actually break through this level of goal. It takes a very brave and committed and disciplined human being to actually ever move away from this stage of goals. When you beat this you are now moving into a level called the moving towards goals. Now the difference between moving away and moving moving towards goals are two things. Moving away from have higher consequences. For many of us, if we don't turn up to our business this morning and open that key to open the door and flick the switch on, no one else will. So there's a consequence if you don't do that. So therefore, that's something that you're forced to be doing, it's called survival strategy, right? The aspect of moving and executing and get a better ratio in your moving towards goals, these are the things that help you thrive. These are the things that move you from manager to owner to ultimately investor in your business. These are the things that ultimately give you better better opportunity to be sitting down and analysing the plan, what is working, what is not working, what am I doing about it? So your moving towards level of goals happens at a certain phase in your business, a certain stage in your business, not just your life. Does that make sense? Any questions at this point? All good? Excellent. And then ultimately, as you move through those levels, now you move to a level where profits and ultimately free cash flow is predictable and it's about the giving back goals. You know, it's not just sponsoring one child, guys. That's fantastic and phenomenal. But imagine you are in a position where you can sponsor 100 children around the world. Imagine the impact of employing 100 people in your local community. Imagine the impact of growing a business where 5%, 10%, 20% of your revenue was donated back to whatever your chosen philanthropy is. That's called giving back goals. Certainly happens at a certain stage in our life or life of an entrepreneur. The three phases, if we want to look at it, right? If we want to look at it in terms of the three phases, and this is also life phases. This is all about exit strategy and succession planning. right? The three phases are, the first one is all about learning. The more you learn, the more you will earn. And the only place that those two appear before each other is in the dictionary. There's no other other place that you will earn more than you learn. Does that make sense? So the more you open your mind to learning, the more you surround yourself with people that are gonna ultimately help you learn the things that may be the gap for you, right? The better you'll be to be moving your opportunity forward, right? So the first phase of goals is learning. The next one is earning. And the third phase is returning. Otherwise known as legacy. If you don't open your mind to learn more than what you've got, if you are closing your mind, oh, I know all that stuff, if you're doing that, then you won't give yourself the opportunity to get on the highest shelf, the highest shelf of what life has on offer. The more you learn, the more you will learn, and the better you'll be in a position to return, legacy. Okay. Think about your life at a point in the future if I was to ask every one of you to write a letter right now to your great-grandchild which you will never ever get to meet. What is in that letter describing your journey in life? The impact, the legacy, the returning aspect of what you contributed for your thing called life. When that great-grandchild reads that letter, what are they reading about you? Because every day, guys, we're writing a letter to someone that we'll never meet in the future. Does that make sense? Every one of us is in the middle of writing our own book right now. At some point, someone will get to read that book. I'm not talking literally, right? You have an opportunity in your hand. You are the master of creating your legacy. So when it comes to creating a plan, be very clear about your dream, no one else's dream. So if my dream about your business is greater than your dream about your business, we've got a problem. Does that make sense? I cannot have a greater dream or a greater vision about you and your opportunity than you do. I will encourage you through questioning and coaching as to could this be the answer you're looking for and through a series of very strategic and very well, very well educated and ultimately delivered questions, we'll get to a place that you own. And if we get to that place and every morning thereafter you wake up with a better spring in your sleep, then the opportunity for realising the dream, but most importantly working on a plan and accepting where you may be in the process is gonna be higher. Does that make sense? All pretty cool. Hi, I'm Stefan Kazakis from Business Benchmark Group, and what an what an awesome conversation. The conversation regarding exit strategy and succession planning. And and in fairness, uh, you know, I've met so many people that just understand the the, the real journey of business and, and if you can build it to exit it and exit it at the highest level, the chances are you rarely do, because then you are truly in investment mode. And why would you walk away from something that's predictable for success and ongoing legacy? Anyway, just some thought provoking stuff, no doubt. I truly wish that we could continue a business benchmark group to help every one of you go on that journey for exit and succession plan but more importantly grow the people and the team around you to be better than you at some point so so soon and uh, on that uh, you know we have a Board of Directors 12 Program starting in the next several weeks. We have a leadership program for our existing team and their uh, existing clients, and your up-and-coming leaders of the future. You know, how do we help you become better leaders so that, again, to collectively, collectively, we are all working on that uh, progression and succession for the business, whether we are exiting it or not. Let's make it a better, uh, a better version. On uh, Wednesday, the nineteenth of September, we have our next M500 event, which is going to be. December. Discussing mindset, belief, accountability and identity. What does it actually take in terms of the power of the mind to move and shake, I guess, the power of the body in terms of the business and the business decisions that need to be made and ultimately held accountable and executed at the highest level. I'm Stefan Gazagas, Business Benchmark Group. We hope to see you very soon at one of our uh, community events, but most importantly, we're all business owners. Every, every one of you has a great opportunity to achieve Big business success. I'm Stefan Kazakis.
0: For more information about Business Benchmark Group's coaching, education, and training programs, visit businessbenchmarkgroup.com.au or call 039001 0878. If you liked this podcast, please rate it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, and leave feedback as well.